Boom. We are back with the 115th edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm joined by Weston Wilson. Uh, without further ado, I'll just uh, I'll bring him in. Hey, man, how's it going? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, how how are things going there, man? How is everything going with the pandemic? Uh, it's been good, honestly. Uh, I live in South Carolina now, um, and pretty conservative state, so we didn't follow the rules that much. Uh, we only had a, a minor spike, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. I mean, I trained the whole time. I didn't I didn't stop training. I didn't quarantine or anything like that. I guess you know I shouldn't publicly say that, but anyways, I I did. <laughs> I didn't I didn't take any time off. I'm uh, I'm like the opposite. I'm in uh, I'm in Nova Scotia, which I think is like the safest place supposedly yeah. in North America, and um, complete opposite. Like you can't train, you're not allowed doing anything. We're both yeah. in second lockdown. It's uh, it's ridiculous. But uh, but man, um, so man, you had a huge win. Uh, how did how did it feel to get back in there and, and get it done? Uh, well, I haven't gotten a fight yet. Um, you fought in August, right? Yeah, I fought in August. Uh. On a short notice fight, you know, it was, um, I started live streaming. So, so during all this pandemic stuff and COVID and everything, uh, I saw that all the regional scene was hurting. I work in software. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to start a live streaming company and I'm going to come up with a plan to help promoters like make actual money doing digital live streaming. A lot of the services currently on the regional scene they'll either charge 50% of revenue or, Hey, we'll just pay you, pay you a fat, uh, excuse me, a flat rate. And then we will, you know, take all the subscriptions and everything else and, and get to keep all, uh, all the copyrights on, on your, your video recording. So it's like, I can do better as a fighter and as somebody who's worked in the industry as a promoter and stuff, it's like, I can do better. So I created a software service. And so that's how I start pitching to all these promotions. Like, Hey, if you put me on, I'll just waive all my fees and you just keep hundred percent of profit. Uh, so that's how I got that fight in, in August. Um, and yeah, they're like, we got this guy. He he's, wants to take on anybody. He, he's, you know, 47 year old, never had an MMA fight, but supposedly like a grandmaster in karate and a grandmaster champion. And I was like, cool. It can't be better than any of the karate guys I train with. I was like, let's do it. You know, it, uh, uh, it didn't last very long. No, yeah, it's funny. Uh, so I trained with Stephen Thompson and and Coach Thompson, uh, his dad, and uh, I was in the corner before the fight. And Coach T is like, all right, I don't think this is gonna last more than thirty seconds. <laughs> and uh, when they said forty three seconds, I was like, dang it, I'm sorry, Coach, I I, I failed you by thirteen seconds. <laughs> You were supposed to fight uh, last weekend, and uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. I was looking it up. I was like, "Where's this fight?" Uh, if so, it fell through. So, kind of describe yeah. what it's like to like prep for a fight and then have it fall apart, especially after you know a twenty twenty that ne not hasn't necessarily been the greatest in terms of activity. Yeah. So uh, there's a big fight card in Utah, um, and I was gonna be on it. I was gonna rematch my very first opponent uh that i ever fought skylar frazier uh he believes that he would have won that fight even though he got submitted um after like four minutes into the fight um so he hasn't fought in three and a half years i've only been training with top guys like 
before I moved to South Carolina, I was training with Raymond Daniels. I was training with Jeeva Santana, like several guys who were top in their individual sports. Uh, so I was like, I don't know how he thought this fight would go. Um, but I actually had to pull out of the fight two weeks before the fight because I got a concussion. So I'm still going through concussion protocols and everything like that. Um, but yeah, the fight ended up getting scrapped all together 48 hours before the event uh, because of COVID. So Utah had a huge spike. Um, they had like 4,000 ca new cases on Thursday. Uh, Wayans were supposed to be Friday and the promotion ended up pulling the plug uh, just because Utah kind of went into a new state of emergency. Uh, they're at like a 25% positivity rate. So one in four people are testing positive right now. Jeez. And so they're just like, yeah, we, we got to cancel the card. So they pushed it back to January 16th, which um, I'm not sure if I'm going to be on that card or not. I, I currently just got booked to fight January 9th uh, for Valor FC. So, so, so your, your concussion and all that stuff looks good. You'll, you think that'll be all cleared up? You'll get the okay before that fight? Yeah, uh, I'm working with a couple different uh, clinics um, right now and going through different protocols um, just because it's it's important to kind of get back and get safe, you know. Uh, yeah. I think too many guys, they try to rush through things. I mean, I'm, I'm one of them for sure. Uh, we're fighters. We like to fight. Um, and and so, like, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to get back and meet those protocols, but at the same time, I, I'm, I'm trying to be as, as safe as possible. And, and luckily I've got somebody like coach Thompson in my corner who, you know, he's not going to let me rush too quickly. You know, he, he's the one who ultimately is like, no, I don't feel like, like you're, you're well enough or, you know, let's, let's take it slow, no rush, you know? And so he's the one who kind of keeps me in check, which is nice. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I mean, what sort of relationship I mean, I guess, how much does that relationship mean to you? I mean, obviously, the success you see with Wonderboy. Um, so what's it like working with both of those guys? I mean, obviously, working with a guy like Stephen Thompson day in and day out, there's not much anybody on the regional scene can offer you that that he can't. No, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, in terms of striking and, and uh, well, MMA in general, right? So – with Wonderboy, it's it's awesome because it's somebody who has fought the top of the top for so long. Uh, it's just great to be able to pick his brain, like, you know, pre-fight nerves and, and things like that. And seeing how he deals with it and, and realizing, like, he gets nervous before fights, even though he doesn't show it, you know, like, being able to talk to him about that and be like, okay, so how do you overcome that? How, you know? Uh, like, what do you do in that situation? And, and, you know, so being able to just like, I've been doing this sport for long enough that the one piece I've, I've always struggled with is the mental aspect that I now have that important piece, right? It's not necessarily like, uh, this guy does like crazy things. And I haven't ever seen that before because we've got so many talented guys in this gym and, and everybody's got like a very similar, like karate background. We've got good wrestlers. Uh, we get people who come in just to get that mat time with Wonderboy um, that we are constantly getting different looks. And so it's it's uh, the mental aspect for me has been the most important and, and being able to like pick his brain, uh, talk to Coach Thompson about some of these things and and, and having that open relationship with with uh, the communication of, of, hey, man, like I'm, I don't know why I'm nervous for this fight. Like 
when I fought that O and O guy, like I was overly nervous because like does this guy know something that I don't? Like why would he fight me? Like why? Like you know? And and like it was good because Coach T is just like it's okay to be nervous. He's like, but you got nothing to fear, you, you know? And and so that was like okay, cool. Like I'm good. I'm I'm ready. You know? Um. So that's been fun. And then man, like just learning like the angles and, and things like that. And there's just little things that, that Steven does that coach Thompson does, you know, and all the other coaches here do like, they're just little things that you're just like, Whoa, I would have never thought of that. But that little inch or that little, you know, going from a, a 45 to maybe like a, a 50 degree angle or whatever, you know, like some of that stuff just makes such a difference. Um, and, and changes your game. I know for me, you know, being able to use at, at 6'1", 6'2", at 145 pounds, like being able to use my reach and be able to like be a little bit faster uh, has really improved me as a fighter overall. And because of COVID and because of like all I've gotten to do is train and all I've gotten to do is like develop and not have to worry about fighting. Um, I, I feel like going into 2021, I'll, I'll be even better because there's like new stuff that I can show off that I haven't gotten to on the, on the big stages yet. His, uh, his mentality is, is unlike anybody I've ever seen really. I mean, you saw what he did. I mean, he got knocked out by Anthony Pettis and was laughing about it uh, on a yeah. live stream shortly after. I mean, it's really, really hard to come across guys like that who who are so positive. Um, and I mean, it could be a blessing. It could also have have its negatives. I mean, you also want people to take it seriously too. But it it really is. Uh, a but nice but that's that's the that's the difference, right? Is it, it, it's the positivity, mm-hmm. and and even though like you know, not that that didn't hurt, like that, not that he was like you know, it wasn't like he was like oh you know. Uh, whatever and didn't care it was like what are you gonna do mm-hmm. and instead of like being negative and being down in the dumps and depressed about it it was like okay this happened it sucks but i'm gonna move on and yeah. i'm just gonna build from there and so that like honestly that teaches me how to take losses better but it also teaches me how to win better as well you know yeah for um, sure I want to uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, someone a friend of yours and also someone who you've trained with uh, in the past who's competing this weekend, um, Alex Perez. Um, yeah. And I also want to ask you prediction for the fight as someone who who knows him well and someone who's trained with him. What's your opinion on the fight and and him as a person? Yeah. So Alex Perez and I trained uh, in California together um, before I moved to to South Carolina. I was in California. Um, I wasn't part of Team Oyama. I was part of uh, One Jiu-Jitsu under Jiva, and uh, he also worked with Jiva. So we would do our, our a lot of our training together a couple times a week, um, a lot of our grappling and Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and Alex is like, he's also just a super good dude. Um, like, I don't know, like he hasn't gotten like the the FaceTime like Wonder Boy has, and 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 the exposure like Wonder Boy, but he's he's very similar in the fact that he, he's just really just i don't know really cool really uh just a good teammate you know um always there to help and support no matter like how big he gets like he's he's still real and, and down to earth um in, in terms of like grappling dude's good like very good very tenacious doesn't give up on on things like uh i've seen him go with with you know welterweights 
and beat or hold his own against him. You know, um, we would do king of the king of the cage, where one of us would be on the cage, one of us would be in on a takedown, and you know, winner stays in type thing. And uh, that dude just like, even if like you think you got him off, he just keeps going and keeps going until one of you breaks, right? And oftentimes he would break me first. <laughs> um, but it's been cool to see his progression since that Joseph Benavidez loss. Like he got his mind right. He was the one who kind of turned me on to uh, the, some of the mental training. Uh, so I saw he was using a few different uh, or a mental trainer. Uh, so I was like, cool, I'm going to go through that same program. Luckily, we've got a coach out here who does it um, at Wonder Boys Gym. Um, and so I was able to start working with that same program and everything. And, and it's really, you know, changed my whole game. And just seeing that aspect, you know, and seeing like, okay, he, he's spending time on all aspects, not just like the fighting, but like the mental aspect as well. Um, you know, it, it was it was cool for me to realize like I need to invest in that. I need to pay somebody to work through some of mental, you know, mental blocks that I have and then seeing his success this year and, and making it to the title. Um, very cool. As for a prediction, um, I don't think they'll go to the ground. I, I don't, uh, they're both really good on the ground. Figueredo, he is a heavy hitter, but I think Perez is crafty enough and I think they'll en- underestimate Perez's, striking uh and they'll end up getting getting shocked uh prez also has got very good clinch work if he keeps them clinched on the cage he could grind out a five five round decision just clinch him on the cage also alex doesn't get tired either so that's another factor i don't know about figueredo's cardio i really haven't seen a, a ton of figueredo's fights um so that's my educated guess is is you know, I could see Alex grinding out a decision uh, over five rounds. All right. I'd like to uh, kind of get back to, to you as well. I mean, this, this sport is very unusual. I mean, you hear people from all walks of life, people like the Diaz brothers who would fight no matter what, other guys who have kind of like an MMA background. That being said, what was it that really brought you to, to this sport? Um, so I wrestled for a, a really like competitive school. We were, we were top 30 program in the nation uh you know everybody on our team was recruited to wrestle in college everything like that my junior year my dad worked for the my dad worked for the dea my whole life um the drug enforcement administration and so we got transferred out to brazil uh the end of my junior year and not only that i had to repeat my junior year when i got out there um and they didn't have wrestling and that was all i did i didn't I didn't play other sports. I had no interest in other sports. Like I wanted to fight. I wanted to wrestle. And this was back before MMA was cool. This was back before people really knew what the UFC was. This was in like 2005, 2006. Um, and so my dad was like, look, you can't wrestle anymore, but I'll let you do MMA. And so I was like, cool. Uh, so I was like a 17 year old kid, just like looking, not speaking any Portuguese, nothing like that. I was like, I'm just going to go to this gym. And it was a Brazilian top team in Sao Paulo. So it was part of the, the Brazilian top team. And uh, so I went and I just started training. And then from there, I was like, I want to fight. I want to fight. Like, let me fight. So I did a couple amateur, like, kickboxing and, and jujitsu tournaments and stuff like that. 
Uh, they never let me do like full on MMA because they're like, there's not a lot of regulation. You're just going to get hurt. Like, no, we're just going to protect from that. So, um, but yeah, I was, I was, you know, kid in high school. Uh, I guess one of like the first generations that was like from 17 on just doing MMA. Um, so you, Am I crazy to think this, or, or did I hear an interview where, where you said that you were one of the only, if not the only, uh, Mormons that actually competed uh, in MMA? So back at the time, yeah, there was a lot of, of Mormons. There are a couple. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the only. I think a lot of like people try to like <laughs> blow that up. My whole <laughs> thing is I wanted to be the Steve Young of MMA. Uh, there's always been like Mormon guys in the NFL, but nobody known like – Steve Young was, you know, like everybody knew who Steve Young was back in the day in the nineties. Right. Um, so that's what I wanted to be. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a BYU grad. Uh, I do know that I'm the only current BYU grad, uh, from that does MMA, but there are a few of us. There's, uh, I think Carson Gregory or Carson Hardman, something like that. Uh, there is another one who just got signed, uh, to the UFC, but he doesn't really talk about it that much. So I won't. I won't bring up his name. Um, but yeah, there's 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 not a lot of us. There's only a handful of us. Yeah. What's the ultimate? Um, I guess. Um, how do I word this? Like, how do how do people in the community and the church view you? I mean, obviously, not being many, is that something that that's viewed as negatively? Like, oh, I go out there and I fight uh, for a living. How's that looked looked at in the church? Yeah. Uh, so it's come a long ways, right? So in 2006, when I first started fighting, like it was pretty frowned upon. Um, and then as time went on, uh, you know, more and more people were accepting, like even my mom and my sister initially, like they, they weren't like exactly thrilled, um, that was doing it. And then there's kind of like this, this flip, like this this switch uh in the sport probably around like 2014 2015 where like the sport kind of like they 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 kind of i don't know there was more like really high class athletes at the time like you know what i'm saying like there was a, there was just some flip in america with mma you know where more and more people were accepting of it yeah. Uh, and so kind of around then, like uh, when I fought for Bellator and I had a ton of interviews um, and even the church, like the, the LDS church media and everything, they kind of like started doing some interviews and pieces on me. Um, that was when like more and more people like started writing me and, and started like messaging me like, hey, man, it's really cool. Like that's an inspiration for me or, or you know, uh, a lot of like kids were like hey man like i, I want to be able to follow my dreams like that like that that's really neat that you're you know stay persistent since you're a kid on wanting to do this and, and you're able to do this and go out and reach you know your, your goals i mean i still don't reach the the ultimate goal but i'll get there um and, and so it, it was it was it was kind of cool to see that flip uh that switch flip like overnight almost like where it was like all of a sudden people like really cool and, and supportive and Hey, like this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like it's just a sport. It's not, you know, it's violent, but it's not like the kids got anger problems or you know that he's this deviant person. You know, like I think society just kind of flipped and it was just like, yeah, okay, like this is a sport. 
you know, just like football is or basketball or wrestling, you know, like it's not this horrific evil thing. Probably yeah, around the time that, that New York legalized MMA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like at one point it was like guys like Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, and everyone viewed them as like the, I mean, the bad boys, the bad boys, right? And then you had like an era where like George St. Pierre and, and Anderson Silva, these guys, like martial were, arts. exactly, yeah, they sit, they pay away, and then you got you know your Sage Northcuts and your your Wonder Boys, and um, you know that are just authentic, genuine, yeah. good guys yeah. who. If you were to meet them in a crowd, you would have never thought that they were fighters. Um, and and yeah, so and now like people see like there's different characters for sure and different types of fighters, but I think it's diversified enough to where you know it relates to a bigger mass uh, of audience, right? Exactly. You still got your 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 you know your BMFs like. Masvidal and Diaz brothers and everything else, but then you got your, you know, NMFs like Sage and Wonderboy who has the title, you know, and and, and so it, it allows me to like kind of fit into where I don't have to put on a persona or anything like that, you know. You got your Chelsonans and and you have all these different personas now that people, all sorts of different people, can relate to, you know. Yeah, um, we now are an international enough sport, a big enough sport to where it doesn't matter what your background is. There's a fighter that you can relate to. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess what the ultimate goal is um, in your career, whether it be make as much money as I can and retire. I've heard that whether it's, you know what, go compete for the UFC to be able to, 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 to share my message on the biggest stage. What is the ultimate goal for you? Um, yeah. So thing is with um, me, is uh, I make really good money outside of fighting. Um, I just started my 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 live streaming company. That's actually taken off as well. Um, as of right now, it's still a side hustle. Like I work in software as a as a product manager. I, I make good good money. I don't need to fight. Um, I, I, that's not my income. Um, oftentimes I've I've uh, you know spent more money for a training camp than I've even made. Um, and, and so it's more about legacy for me, right? Like I was told when I was 13 or 14 was when I first saw MMA, uh, Chuck, uh, not Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz slamming Evan Tanner and knocking him out. Like that was like one of my first experiences. Uh, and I was like, this is really cool. Like people are getting paid to do this. Like, that's really neat. Uh, so I started wrestling and, and from then on, it's kind of like, you know, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. 2005, it really started blowing up for me. Like there was the ultimate fighter, but at the same time, there's only like 10 of us in, in my high school of like 4,000 kids in Virginia that, that, you know, even knew what UFC was or even liked it. Um, and then, uh, you know, 2006, 2007, that's when I got to actually start doing MMA and start training. Um, and so during that time, though, I had a lot of people say, like, you, you can't do this. You can't be successful. Like, you're not like that athletic. You're not that. You're not this. You're not, you know. So I had a lot of negativity that drove me. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And it's been cool to see steps like when I fought for Bellator, when I fought for LFA, you know, when I fought for bigger promotions, you know, it was cool to see people say, like, hey, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. But cool, you admitted that. Now for me, it's like, I got to meet B, you know the top i got to reach that top uh 
it's just not, it's not now I don't care so much about the negativity because I've done that. I've reached, you know, I appease those negative naysayers. It's now like legacy for me, you know, like I want my kids and my grandkids and, and, uh, you know, I want my family history, you know, from my future generations. I want them to be like, uh, to use me as an inspiration for their life, you know, like, Hey, my dad or my grandpa, my great grandpa, like he was just this average, this average white kid who, you know, had no natural talent, but he worked his butt off and he reached the top. You know, that's what I want. That, that's what I, I want. You know, it's for legacy now. It's not the money. It's not, you know, for me, it's, it's uh, more internal. It's, it's, I want, I want my, my grandkids and, and kids and, and everything to use me as, as that, you know, uh, pedigree of success. Like I want to set the formula for them and, and they can know like whatever they want to do as crazy as it sounds, you know, they, they know that it's possible because I set that pedigree up for them. I showed them that it was possible. Man, I, uh, I love that message. And uh, I don't think there's a better message we can end on. Um, so with that being said, is there anybody you want to, uh, to thank or anyone you want to shout out um, before, uh, before we end this? Yeah, man, I appreciate the time uh, you gave me, you know, anytime I, I love, MMA media guys um, and people like you who are, are, you know, helping throw our names out there and, and uh, giving us the platform to speak. Um, so I, I always appreciate anytime you want me on or share my opinion. I got plenty of them. Uh, also, you know, Upstate Karate uh, with with Coach Thompson, uh, Wonder Boy, excited for his fight December 19th. Yep. Um, we're in the midst of that camp right now. Uh, and you know, uh, vital performance, their response for mine. Um, great collagen based supplements. Um, and, uh, Utah air guns, another company I work with quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, I mean, once again, I'm grateful to everybody, you know, anybody who, who is a fan of the sport and, and, you know, follows along and, and helps us be able to do what we do because without fans and, and, you know, the revenue that they bring in, it wouldn't be possible for us. All right, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Stay safe down there. And, uh, man, all the best with you guys in this camp. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Wonder Boy back in action. And I can't wait to see yeah. yours once it's announced. Yeah. Thank you. appreciate it. Thanks all right, man. Time. Stay, stay all safe. Right. All right. There you go. Um, Weston Wilson, been a fan of his for a little while now. Um, he had a, a rough patch there in 2019, but look forward to him uh, turning things around here. Uh, he's he's got a right camp. Uh, behind him with uh, both uh, Wonderboy Thompson and and his dad Ray Thompson. So, looking forward to to, to what's next for him. And and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. If you haven't yet, make sure you donate to uh, prostate cancer. Uh, obviously, I'm letting this grow a little bit. I should probably clean that up before the next one. Um, Paul Felder also grew his out too. So for the exact same reason. So for awareness for men's health as well as prostate cancer, please donate and. Uh, yeah, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and I will see you guys next time.